Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Some facts. Get you some facts right here. Some facts. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Song Facts Podcast. I am a gravelly-voiced Corey O'Flanagan, and I'm really happy to have you here with us today. If you want to take a quick moment and leave us a nice five-star review, tell a friend about the pod, we'd certainly appreciate it. And as always, this podcast is proudly a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Ray Zaragoza is our guest today, and we are chatting about her new album, Hold That Spirit, which is set to release on August 11th. Listening to the album, anyone can tell that this is an artist who is not afraid to get personal and bare her soul through her art. Beyond talking about these new songs, this episode goes into some of Ray's more personal moments, including breaking off a wedding engagement and using those funds to produce this album, as well as her battles with an eating disorder. I found Ray and her music to be inspirational and honest, and a testament to how we are not alone in our struggles. So please help me in welcoming Ray Zaragoza. Where do we find you today, Ray? I'm in Long Beach, and can you hear me okay? I hear you great. I mean, I think your microphone okay, might great. be better than mine. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, you're, so I, I've got to like, I was up early this morning, like we were just chatting about. I spent my morning yeah. drinking coffee and listening to your beautiful new album, and I appreciate oh, your people well. for sharing that with me. Um, first of all, I just got to say the video that you guys shot and edited for your new song, Hold That Spirit. I <laughs> know uh, Hold the Spirit is the Joy Revolution's the song. Revolution. understand it's all right it's all right it's all right 
yeah this video looks like so much fun can you just talk about that day a little yeah. bit yeah absolutely um so the video for joy revolution um features me and milk uh who's the other artist that's featured on the song and you know it was like one of those things where i was like okay i have this uh single coming out uh with milk um her also her name is connie milk is her moniker so i might refer to her as connie um <laughs> And um, we had this single coming out with her and I didn't have any visual like content for it. And it was all kind of moving really fast. And I was like kind of panicking. I was like, gosh, I, I got to make a video for this. And so I called Connie and I was like, hey, like if I show up at your house with like my cell phone, <laughs> could we like make something like a video, like a music video? Like it could just be us like singing into hairbrushes, like put up the iphone on a tripod and like that'll be it you know like everyone says that like diy videos are the way to go right now like, we don't need to do anything fancy like and i really wanted to like respect her time too i'm like let's just make something real quick and then i get to her house and she's like in total director mode and she's like we need to have a shot here and a shot there and so she had the idea of like oh let's shoot like us like singing into the into the phone but like it looks like our heads in the clouds and then let's do a couple with us both in the shot over here and it was all in her backyard and then we ended up like almost like on the fly storyboarding this entire video that's pretty much just us having fun and whenever i'm with connie um we just like have a blast like every time we've ever written a song together been in a studio together we're like dying of laughter just like cracking each other up yeah we 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 both think that each other are like the most hilarious person which is funny because like <laughs> neither of us are like really like you know comedians like we're like folk americana music artists pop artists like i don't know but we think of each other as like total comedians so we have so much fun and then i was like what if we have like a shot where there's rocks like inspired by <laughs> everything everywhere all at once and what if we have a shot just of our feet and um yeah so that's kind of how it came about it was all very on the fly um but I pretty much just wanted to capture this energy of like two women in their 30s having a slumber party having fun <laughs> totally that was the vibe that I got I thought that I was like yeah. being like thrown back to like a high school girls slumber party when yeah, I was, and exactly. it's just like something that I've like never witnessed and it was just pure authenticity yeah. I mean I got yeah. a note from um your people just kind of saying like describing it a little bit and just saying that yeah. the song is obviously just about joy and like yeah I, I love the message behind it I, I really I, could you talk about that a little bit just like the overall yeah. idea behind the song because I think that it's really important because you said if I get this right that for the most part you've been writing songs in a certain direction talking about causes yeah. that you're that are important yeah. to you and that kind of stuff and you're like you know there's this whole other side of it and yeah. it's your it's your thing. I'll let you take it from there. But I love yeah. that idea. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, Connie, um, Milk, and I are both um, known to be social justice artists. We write a lot of songs um, about social justice issues. About um, for me, like indigenous rights, uh, immigrant rights. We're both AAPI, um, you know, artists and. So yeah, it means a lot to us to comment on a lot of these current events happening in the world. Um, you know, the song that kind of uh, put me on the map as a social justice artist was a song I wrote about Standing Rock in 2016, about um, fighting for indigenous rights and land rights, water rights. Um, and that's really been where my passion has lied for my whole career. And it, it still does 
Um, and same with, uh, you know, I, I, if I could speak for Connie, I think same for her. Like she's very passionate about all the causes that she sings about. Uh, when we were in this writing session, go to write joy revolution. I was, uh, kind of talking about this, um, quote I heard, I don't even know where I heard it, but about how like existence is resistance, um, for people of color and also how your laughter, uh, your ancestors fought for your laughter, like for generations. And I think, you know, for me, like I think about my my grandmother, like literally this generation uh, and my family, she was working in the fields at the age of 14. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I she, you know, she sees her grandkids. I mean, she's not around anymore, but I know that she sees her grandkids kind of like running around in her pool and having all this fun. And it's like, she worked so hard for that. Like that was all her hard work. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I do feel like there's this, you know, kind of air about the world at times, especially during the pandemic, where it's like, we do not deserve to have fun. Um, we need to really be very diligent about improving the world around us. But I think that joy and fun has kind of been put on the back burner because there have been a lot of reasons and there've been a lot of things we need to focus on. But I think that those two things can exist at the same time. I think we can fight for our rights. I think we can... Um, practice safety and 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 everything with around covid and we can be very mindful of how we show up in the world while also experiencing the small joys in life like hanging out in your friend's backyard kind of like making a play with rocks and yeah. just <laughs> for like having slumber parties and 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 finding that childlike joy within you you can do that while also fighting for these very adult and very important causes that we do as adults, but we still have to find that inner child within us every day, just for our own mental health. Yeah. And um, that's pretty much what Joy Revolution is about. It's about how existence is resistance and our ancestors fought for our laughter and we deserve to experience it. I can't agree more. I mean, I think that that's one thing that I constantly strive for is forgive my French, but sometimes just giving too many fucks. And like, yeah. just trying yeah. to find a way to just yeah. be like, I think about that all the time. There's music is a thing that really takes me there. It can take me to a yeah. time and a place, a concert or something like that, where right. I was just so carefree. And I love that. I think mm -hmm. that escape is so yeah. important. And um, mm -hmm. like, if, I hope that people will check it out. The We're going to link to it and just give people the opportunity to watch this video because I think that you guys just really captured something with the song and then the video of just like this carefreeness and it just yeah. is a perfect little summer tune as well. So, so bravo on yeah. that and really good message as well. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Overall, the new album, Hold That Spirit is August 11th. Is that right? Yes. August and 11th. great date around. for me. <laughs> Three of my best like childhood friends all just randomly were two twins. And then another guy just okay. happened to be born on August 11th. So it's a big day for wow. me. So I look forward to it. I love it. You won't forget the date. That's great. <laughs> nope, not at all. So um, this has got an interesting little backstory. And I've this is something that was like kind of as I was reading the story behind it was going through my head. So this was funded by a wedding that never was. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm wondering, like, I think that there's a lot of very direct questions that what you'll probably be asked as you kind of going through the press gauntlet. But I like to try yeah. and do things a little bit differently. So I'm wondering. Yeah. What did you learn from the experience of having to cut yeah. your losses and ending that relationship mm -hmm. when you were in so deep? I think yeah. that this is something that people, whether it's business, life, anything, they have yeah. such a hard time 
cutting these things right. when they're like cutting this is off. the wrong path mm -hmm. i'm curious how you learned right. it and how you made how you got to that yeah that's a great question i i get a lot of this honestly i was like kind of surprised by this reaction i got from a lot of people when i told them that i ended an engagement um they looked at me and they're just like oh my gosh how did you do that that's so brave like congratulations like yeah. it just like really like almost in awe of um how much bravery it takes to like to cut off a path when you're so deep in it um yep. and I, I i think that in that moment i wasn't even thinking about how brave i was being i was really more in a place of self-preservation and and just yeah it was just i was in such tunnel vision to to get myself to a better place that i didn't even think about it being a brave move i just thought about it being the only move yeah. um but um what did i learn um i learned that you know just because you made an instagram post about something and everyone congratulated you about it and you got a lot of likes on it and it's going to be very embarrassing to take it down and explain to everyone why it's down. You have to stand by yourself. You yeah. cannot make decisions based on how they look, based on what other people are going to perceive, based on how much it's going to embarrass you, whatever. You have to do what's best for you. And in the end, what's best for you is going to be best for your family. It's going to be what's best for the other person involved. And it's going, it's, it's the only way. Um, I literally walk in so much gratitude every day that I, um, you know, things kind of like got super, super rough at the end of this relationship where it almost didn't feel like a choice. It felt like the only path I had to do. And I would, I got to this point where I was like, you know, I can take every single cell in my body, um, to try and make something work that's not working or I can honor my, the voice inside me that knows what's right. And I can do that. And it's, it's wild how much, when you listen to that voice, um, everything just really aligns and you just, everything kind of breaks free and you feel so much better and so much more in your truth. Um, so I, what I learned is that you have to listen. You have to listen because if you don't, it's going, that voice is going to get louder and louder and louder and louder until it starts giving you headaches. It starts giving you anxiety or depression. Um, you have to listen and it's so hard, but sometimes there's never a good time to listen. Um, but it's better to listen now than to listen in three years. That it could not have been summarized any better, especially that last sentence there. And I hope that people will listen to that because I think that there's a lot of people that are on paths that they just don't wow. feel like that they can break free from. So thank yeah. you for sharing that and just like putting that message out there and giving people the opportunity to be like, if I can do it, you can do it. Yes, absolutely. And I think what's what I've experienced as a woman um, now, I just turned 30, you know, I had all these expectations for myself of what it means to be a 30 year old woman. Um, you know, being single at 30, I think there's a lot of stigma around that even now. Um, and I, as a very career oriented person, my music career has been like the focus point of my life ever since I was 19. So for the past, over the past decade, and yet the accolades I got for getting engaged was so much bigger than anything I got from any album. Like, mm everything was like it felt like this culmination of like I got phone calls from people I haven't heard from in years I got 
comments from people I hadn't heard from in years. I mean, family, friends, like people came out of the woodwork and were just like, congratulations. This is like the biggest moment of your life. And I couldn't help, but feel like, but what about everything else I've <laughs> <Exactly>. accomplished? <laughs> Doesn't that, isn't that cool for a woman to do? Like it just, and I've just been challenging in myself about, you know, I might be 30 and have and not be on a path of marriage engagement or whatever. Like I thought I was supposed to be, but I have, I'm releasing my third album. And like, as women, like we should celebrate those things too. I mean, we need to celebrate all of it. There's nothing, nothing is like better or worse being in this path or that path or both paths or whatever, but there are so many things to celebrate as a woman. And it doesn't, it doesn't only have to be the path of engagement, marriage, um, at all times. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that that's really important yeah. too. And I like, and I want people to know, like, this is the new album that's coming out here is all female based from what I was reading. And that didn't yeah. happen intentionally. That happened because yeah. you found the most badass people surrounding you and they just all happened to be yeah. women, which I love. Yes, exactly. All the producers and writers are all women. Yeah. yeah. I want to try and like correlate this breaking of this engagement because I think that this is a big thing and I think that it shouldn't yeah. be understated how difficult of a decision that that probably was and I yeah. want to relate it to your past albums and then how mm -hmm. hold that spirit now um mm -hmm. so you have this change you mm -hmm. have this new music that you're writing now that you're on the other side of it looking back mm -hmm. how does this relate to past releases and just your growth mm -hmm. as both an artist mainly yeah. as an artist that's how I'd like to like look at this yes absolutely I think that I with every album I've kind of gotten like closer and closer to writing about myself like from writing from a very personal place and I've gotten more I've gotten more vulnerable with every album I think hmm. that for you uh, my first album that I released in 2017 was very much about how I was relating to the world around me. Um, it was definitely an album that I wrote very much inspired by Standing Rock, um, Standing Rock Movement, fighting for indigenous rights and finding my voice um, as someone in the social justice world. And yeah, really finding how I relate to the outside world. Um, and then Woman in Color was very much about how I relate to my identity and kind of the way that I am, I perceive myself um, as a mixed race person, as a woman of color um, and just kind of my place in the world. So I think that Fight For You was about me relating to the world around me. Um, woman in Color was about me coming to terms with my place in the world. And then Hold That Spirit is about really just me um, grappling with my internal reality and it's yeah. not about as much of the outside world as it is about um the world inside um and I think that that ends up relating to the outside world it ends up having a lot of themes about similar themes from my last records but I think that this album is so much more personal than any of my other records this is so much about the spirit um that knows no you know, I think my spirit isn't mixed race. My spirit is just a spirit. Um, and it's kind of like, it, it just really knows no, uh, what's the word kind of like, it, there's, there's no box around yeah. that. There's no, there's no real identity to that. I think that hold that spirit is so much about all the things that, um, 
kind of defy a lot of the um, things I was grappling with before. And now it's really about going inward and all the emotional things that I've gone through in the past couple of years uh, over the pandemic, this engagement expectations of myself and um, spirituality and kind of finding a way to stay centered within myself through all of that I went through. Stay tuned for more Song Facts podcast right after this. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. So through my uh, like simple analysis and going through the music that you've released, I 100% agree. And I'm actually really happy because I kind of came to a similar conclusion as I was listening to past songs and then listening to this new album. And the thing that really got me was not only listening to it, but then reading what you had written about your song, Not a Monster. a shot and then you swing but i keep fighting i'm fighting it's like a shadow on my heart and i don't know how it started but i'm not living that life and i think that this from what i can tell is maybe the most vulnerable that you've ever been on a song. Yeah. I might be missing yeah. something. I haven't been able to listen to everything Absolutely. all the way back, but this is talking about, Definitely. and I, we can like, yes, I'm going to talk about this yeah. and um, it's about your struggles with an eating disorder, heavy mm -hmm. stuff. So yeah. when I hear it, it makes me think that anyone struggling with mental health issues can really learn from just your vulnerability, your raw honesty and your willingness yeah. to share and what can you tell us about how that song came to be? And I guess why it was important yes. for you to like express it in this mm -hmm. way, rather than like yeah. most people would just be like, I'm going to go talk to a therapist one-on-one. -on -one. The world doesn't yeah. need to know. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I did for the past decade. 
okay. was, I'm going to talk to a therapist about it and the world doesn't need to know. <laughs> um, I think that, um, I don't know. I think that like eating disorders don't feel cute to the person on the inside. We don't, we, it feels very ugly, shameful, gross. And it's this secret that we keep from everyone. Um, and it's almost like our little secret, um, that we get to funnel all of our stress, all of our insecurities, everything we get to funnel that into, um, disordered eating, controlling behaviors around food. And, um, it's, yeah, it's like this kind of dark secret that we don't even dare share with the world. And honestly, I was reading, um, about how many people with, who struggle with eating disorders, hold it back from their therapists. It takes years for people with eating disorders to even open up to a therapist about it. Um, I've been in therapy since I was uh, a teenager and I never talked about my issues with, with disordered eating until maybe the past five years. Um, it just didn't even feel like a problem. It felt like it just, it felt like something that was a part of me that was always going to be a part of me. I was like, I'm always going to have a difficult relationship with food. I'm always going to be anxious eating in front of people. I'm always going to cancel plans with people to go to the gym. I'm always going to, um, you know, uh, pretend like I ate before and then not eat and just all of these things. Um, so Can for I ask me, you like I very, yes. I, I sort of interrupt, but I'm just curious yeah. if during that time, was it, did, were you, convinced that you didn't that it wasn't what it is what it was like the seating disorder I mean is that why you didn't share yeah, it, or were that's... you aware of it um it's hard I think maybe both um I definitely identify with the archetype of orthorexia which is something that is recently be being talked about okay. I think before when I was younger it, there was there was either you're anorexic or you're bulimic yeah so um I never dealt with purging um and I also kind of never really identified as someone who was anorexic. So I was like, I'm fine. I remember looking up literally on Google, learning what a subclinical eating disorder is, which basically means that you have an eating disorder, but it's subclinical. So like you don't have, you're not at the place where you need to be hospitalized or you need to have real intervention. And I literally gave myself this piece being like, I have a subclinical eating disorder, but it's subclinical. So I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to hang on and to this one word. I'm going to hang on to this word subclinical. It's not clinical. It's subclinical. Um, but literally over the past few years, um, this word orthorexia has come up on Instagram over, all over. And it's pretty much about, um, it's a, a mixture of a lot of things, um, pretty much obsessing over health and wellness to the point that you have entered into a, a very bad mental state where you're obsessed about food fitness, wellness, everything to the, it consumes your life. Yeah. Um, and I've dealt with that on and off since I was 16. Um, but pretty much on, <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, so when I was writing this album, I pretty much, I think for me my biggest orthorexia eating disorder flare up happened during the pandemic, which is I think something a lot of people with eating disorder propensities and struggles experienced because you're in your house the world is out of control what can you control food or totally. you know whatever it is for you uh working out your body and i really um got 
pretty deep into um, that eating disorder mindset during the pandemic, the whole six months year that I hardly saw anyone. I literally, my, my, my new activity was I'm going to get as skinny as possible. I'm going to eat hardly anything and Mm. that's going to be fun. It's going to be great. It's going to be what I do (laughs) over the pandemic. Like this person learned how to make bread. I'm going to get really thin. And so, (laughs) um, yeah, it's like you learn how to make bread. I learned how to never eat bread ever. Um, and so I got really deep into it and it was really bad. Um, and then I, I decided to actually seek help after the pandemic. And I started working with an intuitive eating coach and eating disorder recovery coaches and have gotten to a point now that I feel healthier than I ever felt healthier than I was when I was 16. And, um, so basically not a monster came about because I was, uh, in a writing session with my friend, Anna, and I kind of just broke down about it. And I just was in one of those days that I was just not having a good day. I just, it was just one of those days, um, where I just felt like I couldn't be present because my brain was so fixated on, um, all these obsessive thoughts. And I just wasn't in it with her. I was like so sad about it. And she was like, let's write about this. <laughs> let's just write about this. Um, and we wrote Not a Monster. And I think it, 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 the song is exactly what it sounds like. It's about how even when you struggle with something like this, like you are not a monster. If you're not um, real thin, you're not a monster. Um, you're beautiful. And I think that's something that I've taken a long time to figure out and I'm still figuring out. Um, but these lyrics, it's like, you know, your hands wrapped around my throat, what you want. I don't know. Um, a lot of people with eating disorders describe, uh, having an eating disorder voice. It's almost like this second voice that you deal with every day, which is exactly how I felt. And it literally feels like there's this friend slash enemy with you at all times with their hands around your throat and they're controlling what you do and you feel helpless. And so, I really wanted to write this song and put out this song because I feel like this is something that's not often talked about in music. So many women struggle with it. So often when I confide in people about my struggle, they're like me too. Yeah. And so if not, I I wasn't ready to do this in my past few records, but I am ready now because I did that five years of therapy around it. I did the coaching. I did the healing and now I'm ready to share it. But I, I was not ready to share it until I was like at a place where I felt really good and, and in a better healed mental state. And so, yeah. I mean, what an amazing thing to go through and then be able to turn into art. I think yeah. that that is such an amazing gift. And you say that you walk around feeling the gratitude around you all day. And I just, mm-hmm. that's something that you can leech on, like grab onto because yeah. a lot of people might go through the therapy. They might figure it out, hit their rock bottom and start bouncing back, but they may not be able to figure out how do I, how do I communicate this? How do I mm-hmm. go on? And like, you can do this healing, this whole other healing process yeah. through your music, which I just think is just yeah. beautiful to be able to do as an artist. And I, I, I love that you're able to do that and then yeah. share that with us. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I've been warned by many people saying that it's very difficult to talk about eating disorders and that you shouldn't talk about it um, mm. in your art. Um I don't know. I think maybe because yes, it is very triggering for people. Um, so I understand that, but for me hearing people talk about it and sing about it and, and, and whatever, 
is so healing. Yeah. Um, and I know that there's like one of the actress on Brooklyn Nine Nine, like she was like I, I can't remember her name, but she was so open about her eating disorder and about how when she got married, she was very mindful about not dieting to fit into her dress or whatever. And like that to me was like I felt so seen by her talking about that as an actor and. And so I always told myself that one day when I'm in a place where I can, I I need to talk about this publicly. And um, I don't know why um, I've I've been warned so many times that it's dangerous to talk about or people aren't going to understand or, you know, I think it's one of those things too, where, um, you know, it's just a, it's just like a very nuanced and like strange uh, mental illness. And um, I hope that we can talk about it more. So there's more like understanding around it because they're becoming more understanding around it uh especially like given the words like orthorexia in the past like few years that i've discovered has yeah. helped me get healthy so maybe it'll help others get healthy too yeah no i hope so too yeah. um i've got one more for you and then i'm gonna let you yeah. get on with your day thank you so much um yes. a reminder to everyone hold that spirit is coming out august 11th and Ooh. ray zaragoza is just a wonderful soul and i'm so happy that you spent some time chatting with me so you've kind of already touched on this and I, you, you recently just, you know, opened up a new decade of your life and I did yes. the same thing last year, Oh shit! but 10 nice. years ahead of you. Congrats. And, um, <laughs> I, what I, I've always like, obviously I think that in the end age is just a number, but mm -hmm. these serve as like checkpoints and stuff like that. And let me just yeah. tell you, like, I was perpetually single from like, my whole life up until I was like 36 <laughs> I think is when I met my now wife yeah. and wow. forever people were telling me why yeah. don't you like you you you're dating like why just you know find yeah. like you this yeah. girl likes you like why don't you and that, I was yeah. refusing to mm -hmm. settle and that's the number one yeah. thing age doesn't yeah. matter enjoy this yes. time my most yeah, favorite you. time in self-discovery was from a breakup that I went through at 30 until I met my now wife, like the growth mm. that I had in that like mm. six year span was just, wow. I'm so grateful wow. for it. So please mm. don't worry about where you're at or anything like that. And who cares what anybody says? Um, yes. <laughs> but I always like to do this because they are like these little things. So what would you take away from your twenties that you hope to improve on as an artist in your thirties? What would I take from my 20s that I hope to improve on as an artist in my 30s? Um, I think that in my early 20s, I was very afraid of collaborating for mm. some reason. I was very afraid of co-writing, collaborating, delegating. I, I was like very dead set on being this solo singer-songwriter who didn't need anyone's help. Interesting. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like I, you know, I decided. Like speaking of like unconventional paths. Like I didn't go to college. I I decided to like do the singer songwriter thing instead. And I just really wanted to prove to the world, to myself, to my parents that I can do it all on my own. I don't need anyone's help. Yeah. Um. And that's how I was in my early twenties. Late twenties. I love collaborating. I want to co-write every song. I feel like I hardly <laughs> ever write songs alone anymore. I mean, I do, but I love writing with other people. I love coll collaborating with different producers. I mean, this record, Hold That Spirit, has um, five or six different producers on it. It has five or six or seven different co-writers on it, all women. 
Um, and I love collaborating now. I want to be a part of a machine. Like I want to be a part of something bigger than me. I want to collaborate. I don't want to be an island. And I think I learned that in my 20s and I want to expand on that in my 30s. I want to collaborate. I want to um, meet more artists, producers, writers, you name it. And I want to create things with other people. Um, so yeah, that was a big lesson of my 20s and excited to bring that into my 30s. I think that's just wonderful. And I will tell anyone that's listening who might want to collaborate with Ray that she has this beautiful yeah. little Zen looking living room that I could kind of see over her right shoulder <laughs> that just looks like it would just inspire beautiful lyrics. Exactly. <laughs> just There's a nice a dog little in there somewhere. <laughs> no, it's it's amazing. Um, that's a perfect way to just kind of sum it up. I think that if you just kind of keep that going in your head, that that's what's gonna happen. And who knows? Yeah. Like the exciting thing that I yeah. always think about is like, man, if I just keep on like putting this out there mentally, and I j- just kind of circulates mm-hmm. circulates in my brain what collaborations might come from it? Like, I can't even, yeah. when I, when you were 23, you couldn't imagine doing the stuff that you're doing now. Now that you're 30, you're Never. like, who might I write with when I'm, by the time I'm 35? Like, it's just, it's super exciting and I love it. Thank you for making your music. I'm happy to have discovered it. And thank you for spending some time with me and good luck with the new album. Yes, thank you so much for listening to everything. And it means a lot to me. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for the album to come out on August 11th. Thank you, thank you to Ray for coming on and chatting with me today. Again, the new EP is Hold That Spirit, and it's dropping on August 11th. Please check it out, and we can all learn a nice lesson from our conversation with Ray today about how amazingly healing it can be to just open up and be honest about some of the things that we're all going through. Hope you have a great day. As always, for the stories behind the songs, go to songfacts.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.